Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TF Today. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show online. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all of the places, or you listen to us in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today. She makes us sound good whenever she can. She's the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Ashley Pickle. Oh. Hi, hi, friends. Hi. hi. Hello. Hi. This is not a Hawaiian trip, by the way. Thank it you is, for thinking It that, is Hawaiian not, adjacent. Not really. It lo- it's very bright. It is bright, but it it's spring. Is it? Yeah. Is it? The answer to that is never yes in Texas, but it be, is uh, calendar year wise. It is spring. We we had the solstice as uh, as Mike Craven uh, or the equinox. As Mike Craven let us know in in Slack today, it's going to be a hundred like on Sunday. So no, I not, love not it. in May. Yeah, not in May. Yes, no. no. Yes, June can be a hundred. No. Can't be a hundred in May. I'm okay with it. Today is Tuesday, May 3rd, 2022. It's 200 and had this somewhere five days until Thanksgiving. Happy book birthday to um, Brooks Co- Coeep. I'm kidding. I know how to say it. Kepka. It's Brooks Kepka. Happy birthday to Brooks Kepka. We are Team Brooks on this podcast, by the way. Not Team Bryson. Is th- I said what I said. Do I have to choose one of them? Yes. What if I choose to not watch golf? Then you're just wrong. Like, holistically wrong. Episode 1379. On today's show, friends, it's Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. We're going to do a little bit more breaking down about where the draft picks in uh, this weekend's NFL draft uh, came from and why Texas continues its dominance. Although there's one state that I'm worried about. We'll talk about that. And then back half the show, our buddy, Stephen Mackey of Two Words, Two Words Character Development, uh, has written a book, a whole book, Pages and Everything, being released this uh, this weekend. Are you going to write a book one day? Yeah. Cool. Um, and it's called The Locker Room. We're going to talk to uh, Stephen Mackey, our buddy, about uh, being an author coming up here at the back half of the program. You do not want to miss that. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Rob Hadaway, Aaron Arbuckle, Robert Legault, and Jacob McNeil. Welcome in, fellas. Oh, Jacob McNeil also said Team Brooks in all caps. So we got to – let's go. Let's go. Who Who's the other one? Bryson DeChambeau. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't he local, though? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, this is tough because you know how I feel about Texans. And Brooks Kepka is from Florida. And you know how I feel about Floridians. <laughs> so. Too many of them. <laughs> might be. No, I'm telling you, you're wrong he- and hey, you don't want to. I'm just saying. Mm-mm. I'm just saying. Got to hear both sides. Okay. I will gladly present both sides. Okay. With no bias at all. <laughs> Got to hear both sides. <laughs> okay. Um, let's celebrate Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday here on uh, Texas Football Today, where we go through and we do math things. Uh, Specifically, the big doings over the weekend was the NFL draft. The NFL draft came, the NFL draft went. Uh, When we were in Las Vegas, we saw the NFL draft set. I never saw them do anything on the big uh, fountain stage. Did I miss it? No, I'm telling you, I think we were on the wrong... Did you watch on ESPN? Mm -hmm. I did too. I really think that might have been NFL Network Network. on that stage because ESPN never did anything out there. In the Bellage. In the Bellage. Um, Okay. Anyway, the state the setup was cool. The setup was cool. <laughs> Basically built like a whole airplane hangar. Yeah. But we um we watched as thirty two Texas high school football products were drafted, including I believe was it four in the first round? Mm-hmm. It was four, in, four the in the first round. Um and that is, as you know, the most of any state. Good job, Texas. We did it. But Let's take a more holistic approach to it. And our friends at Max Preps have put together a graphic where they're breaking down, before you put it up, where they're breaking down how many players came from each state, how many players were drafted from each state. First of all, Pickle, Mm -hmm. there were 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 states that did not produce a signing. Boo. How many do you think you can name? Well, I have the graphic pulled up, oh, so that's not fair. That's not fair. Okay. <laughs> I, I would have said, I think I could have gotten... There's basically only two that are a little bit surprising to me. Yes. So let's go ahead and throw it up there. Okay. So there were... So 11 states didn't put out one. Uh, Alaska, Hawaii, not surprising. Mm-hmm. Idaho, Wyoming, South Dakota. Uh, South Dakota, every once in a while, I'll have one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then up there in the Northeast, Rhode Island, New Hampshire, Vermont, and Maine. Vermont... I was doing a piece. Vermont and New Mexico are the two that blew my mind. No. no. See, for me, it's West Virginia and New Mexico. Okay. Um, I can't believe West Virginia, West by God of Virginia didn't put one out there. West by But I'll tell you something, because you mentioned Vermont, and, and this is this is uh, getting way, way, way too into the weeds. But um, Vermont, I believe it is. Is that the one that I'm, I'm referring to? Vermont, um, yeah, Vermont has not produced an FBS signee since 2005. Really? They have not had Holy a single cow. player sign an FBS scholarship since 2005 when Patrick Pinchon signed <laughs> with Troy. What? What I went and looked that up. up. What did they do up there? I went through the database to figure out. Uh, not play football, apparently. Yeah, like, I mean, is basketball, I guess? Um, a lot of golfers out of Vermont, probably. Yeah. Um, but Badminton? Like, no, so, so, do you see those? Only only one from Utah, which is also a little surprising. Uh, but I would say that, you know, you take a look overall here. This is not. There's not a ton necessarily surprising about all this. Now... You see Texas. Texas has 32 uh, NFL draft picks in 2022. Here's the, to me, there are the big four states. The big four states, you could maybe lump Ohio into it, but the big four states are Texas, Georgia, Florida, and California. I think those Florida and Georgia numbers are pretty shocking. Well, think about per capita. That's exactly right. 
I think those numbers are pretty shocking. I think Texas is about average. Mm-hmm. As as Mike Craven said in our in our meeting yesterday, it's about around like one out of every seven is from Texas, which makes a lot of sense, right? That's that seems about right. Thirty two. Keep an eye on Georgia. Yeah. Okay. Georgia is they are they are continuing to become the place uh, for uh, for you know for the most per capita signees. Mm-hmm. Um, Georgia's Georgia's numbers are pretty ridiculous, and. In fact, if you take a look at the 2022, if you compare it to the 2022 signing class, uh, Georgia also has the highest per capita signees, hmm. uh, and, and by a pretty considerable margin. That's a, a metric where Texas ranks like eighth in it. Right. And when you consider the fact that Texas has a population of about 30 million, it's around 30 million, and Georgia has a population of around 11. That's crazy. Georgia's. Their high school football's cooking right now, mm-hmm. and and I think we all need to sit up and pay attention to it. Uh, so that's particularly interesting. Uh, Georgia, I thought, was a little bit surprising to me, just the number of players uh, that they had drafted. Um, if you're interested, um, the the there were uh, I believe so it's the second time in three years Texas had the most. Um, Georgia was second, California third, Florida fourth, uh, then Ohio, Alabama, Louisiana, Maryland, and North Carolina. There was only one high school to have three draft picks. Uh, it was a high school in Georgia, Cedar Grove, Georgia, in Ellenwood. Uh, Jelani Woods went uh, in the third round. D'Angelo Malone went in the third round. And then Justin Schaefer went in the sixth round. Uh, there were also, do you know that there were, uh, I believe, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. There were 13 high schools that had two hmm. Tex- uh, NFL draft picks, including one in Texas. Pickle. Which Texas high school had two players drafted? Was it Atascacita? It was not, but you're in the right part of the state. Okay, so it's got it down there in the Houston area. Um, I don't know. The answer is Klein Collins. Oh, yep, that's right. Isaiah Spiller and Mm -hmm. Cameron Good were both taken uh, from Klein Collins. Yeah, because what, Kenyon Green went from Uh, Atascacita? but he was it. Well, yeah. Oh, no, only the first Texan drafted. (laughs) Or no, second Texan drafted. Um, If you're interested... Uh, if you look over it, overwhelmingly, it's a lot of 6A and 5A, which shouldn't necessarily be a, a, a big be surprising. Surprise. But if you're interested in the smallest school that had a kid drafted, okay, are you? Sure. Is that something that you're interested in? I am. Uh, it would be 3A Hempstead. Hempstead with Darian uh, with Darian uh, Delarin Turner Yell out of Ohio- uh, Oklahoma State hmm. uh, is a 3A program. I believe that's the only three. Let me make sure I'm not putting my foot in my mouth. That appears to be the only 3A and below program. Yeah, that's true. To have a player drafted. Um, so yeah, that is. I also feel like we didn't give enough credit to Maryland. Like ten players out of maryland is a lot like i mean if you compare that to oklahoma and arkansas that only had four like even missouri only had seven like that maryland's got six that's insane maryland's only got six million people you know that's that's yeah 10 people yeah 10 that's 10 draftees out of out of that is is uh is pretty good uh so yeah there were let's see 
that is. And yeah, so so if you take a look, we uh, if you go to Max Preps, our friends at Max Preps have the whole list of where you can where you can look up and down wh- who was drafted uh, from where. There were uh, yeah twelve states that didn't have a player drafted. Mm-hmm. That counts the District of Columbia, uh, but Alaska, Delaware, uh, District of Columbia, Hawaii, Idaho, Maine, New Hampshire, New Mexico, Rhode Island, South Dakota, Vermont, West Virginia, and Wyoming all had zero selections. So you can find that uh, on Max Preps. Uh, find out which states had to produce the most draft picks in 2022. The answer is Texas, but uh, we got to watch our back because Georgia's, yeah. Georgia's coming. They're, they're getting sneaky. Got to be, gotta be careful there. We're at Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. You can like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. You can follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Get the 2022 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Mail to you before it hits newsstands. Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Makes a great gift for Mother's Day. Mother's Day is Sunday. Don't screw it up. Speaking of not screwing it up, did you know that's not a great that's not a great transition? But you know, let's talk about our friends at athletes. Athletes, did you know that thirty five percent of college athletes quit their sport or transfer schools by the end of their sophomore year? That's because most high school athletes only consider athletics when picking a college. They skip over the other important factors: college major, location, scholarships, long term goals, etc. With so much to consider, how do you make sure you're choosing the right school? That's where Athletes to Athletes comes in. Athletes to Athletes is a college counseling program built specifically for student-athletes and their families. They provide a holistic approach to help you find the college program that best fits all of your needs, both on and off the field. Go to athletestoathletes.com DC today to schedule your free info session and see how they can help you find the best college program for you. That's athletestoathletes.com DC. Pickle, let's go to the hotline, and let's bring in an old friend. I don't mean that he's old. I mean that we've known him for a while, <laughs> although both may be true. We're joined on the phone line now uh, by uh, from Two Words, Two Words.TV. Uh, it is our friend and the new author of The Locker Room Book. It is Stephen Mackey. Hey, Stephen. What's up, Jeff? How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. I haven't seen you in quite in, in a hot minute. Well, you know, it's it's weird because we see each other every year at uh-huh. coaching school and we get our annual selfie with me, you, mm-hmm. and Step. Mm-hmm. But then, like, for the rest of the year, you're just in my ear hole every day at 2X. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. You know? No, 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 no. But he said, he said an important thing, though. He said it 2X. So he's only spending, like, 15 minutes with this us, is which true. is efficiency. So, you know, you, you got to balance. You got to balance it all in. You know, pick your poison in that. Um, but, uh so you are, um, for those who don't know, Two Words is, is a, a character development uh, a program, and, and, and you're a player development coach. You go around the state, you go around the nation, uh, speaking to athletic programs uh, and, and things like that. Uh, let, me, let me just tee you up for a, for a broad explanation of what you do. When you're walking into these programs and, and, and you're brought in to, to help uh, talk with uh, young athletes across the state of Texas, what is, what is the overall message you're trying to get across to them? Yeah, so when, when coaches ask me to come in or when they begin to use our curriculum, which is a 36-week video-based character and leadership curriculum, the thing that I do is I help coaches and kids connect the dots between sports and life. And so we're equipping the coach to coach beyond the game, and we're helping athletes develop an ethos through the game of sports to help them see that one day sports is going to end. But before it does, they can learn the long shelf life skill sets, the integrity, attitude, effort, commitment, discipline, 
those things that will make them a better teammate and a better athlete. Uh, but those are the very same things that will help them be successful in the game of life. And so I help them develop that ethos. And we do that through curriculum, through leadership summits, and we do that uh, obviously through speaking. And uh, and this has been a, an incredible ride um, over the last five years uh, where I volunteered for seven years before that um, in January 12, 2017, founded two words, uh, and since that time have become the official character development curriculum of the Texas High School Coaches Association and close to 50 percent of the of, of the athletic departments in the state of texas uh use our use our curriculum did you say 50 percent i was that was, gonna I be, that was gonna be my next question because i because i i see you on the i follow you on on social media and you're it feels like you have not stood still in uh in in seven years uh, and, and and so so you said f- nearly 50 percent of the of the the programs in the state of texas have have adopted your curriculum that's right. Yeah. Wow. Over the last uh, over the last five years, it's just been super humbling um, and so thankful for the trust of the association and of coaches across the state. Um, it's just it, it's it's really humbling. Uh, and, and, and maybe the best way that I can like communicate the magnitude of this is that, you know, when Coach Joe Martin and all the great folks at the association, you know, and, and coaches across the state, when they when they introduce me on stage or to their athletes, they say coach Stephen Mackey. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I do not take lightly, um, that they would give me that title. Um, and so it's just, it's been a really great gift. And, you know, since 2017, we did the math. I just, I was in Warren, Texas yesterday and uh, home of the warriors mm-hmm. way out in the piney woods. And, uh, and that was my 1600 speech Jeez. since 2017 to athletes across the state of Texas. That's wild. Uh, talking with Stephen Mackey of Two Words uh, TV here on Texas Football today. Get involved in the conversation hashtag TF today. I got to be honest. You mentioned Warren, and I was like, man, you and Matt Stepp are basically like, like you're going for different <laughs> reasons, but you're both all like, you're just like, where are you going this week? And he's like, oh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go out to a game in you know some town you've never heard of. And kind of seems like you're that same way. Like you just, I, I imagine you're just, you're just showing up in these small towns, and be like, all right, here I am today. Let's go. And, and and you know what, man? Six A to six man, mm-hmm. like these the kids, they deserve the very best. Mm-hmm. And they deserve they deserve the coverage. And they and that's what you guys do so well is y'all love on everybody. Um and, and, and these kids deserve it and these coaches deserve it because they're they're sacrificing, they're investing in. And so, hey man, if if there's a uh, if there's a locker room that will have me, I'm gonna tell you what, my big rig is gonna drive there at, you know, 12.2 miles per gallon. Uh, but, but dadgummit, I'm bringing the big rig wherever it'll go, man. We'll go left lane, hammer down. He's not kidding. It's a big, big truck. Uh, all right. So I want to ask you about this book, The Locker Room, How Great Teams Heal Hurt, Overcome Adversity, and Build Unity. You wrote it alongside Damon West, who was the co-author of The Coffee Bean. Um, why this book? Why now? Um, what, what What is it about... Um, this whole process that that struck you as something that needed to be done. Yeah, man. So I'll take you back. It was July third, twenty twenty one, and I was doing some some reading and studying for my doctorate, and I, I just this thought hit me of man, with all of the all of the division and all of the hurt and all of the just against one anotherness that we see in every area of of our culture and of our our country. I just thought, man, man, if people could experience what it's like to be in a locker room where people were, were students from all different backgrounds, all kinds of different hurts, hangups, uh, histories, all kinds of different. When they all come together for one common goal, 
if they if we could if people could experience the locker room, man, we wouldn't have a lot of the trouble in the division that we have across our country. And and coaches say it all the time. Coach Joe Martin says it's the miracle of the locker room. Can't tell you the number of coaches that have said, man, if America had a locker room, man, we'd be a lot better off. And so I took a flyer and and texted, uh, sent a Twitter message to Damon West. We were Twitter acquaintances at best and said, man, let's write this book. And I laid my pitch out. And, uh, and that was July 3rd, July 4th. I drove from Blanco, Texas, where I live, to Beaumont, Texas. We met for four hours in a Starbucks. And, uh, and the rest is, is kind of history. Ten months later, uh, it's going to be on bookshelves, uh, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Amazon, um, all, all across. And really at the heart of this story, to, to, to answer the question, is, is it's a story about a high school football team that at the biggest moment of the year faces their biggest adversity. Mm-hmm. Uh, their quarterback – uh, at a after a, uh, at a after game party, made some offensive and racial comments. They go viral, and it's a story about how the coaches and how the team rally together, overcome that adversity, heal that hurt, and build unity. Um, but at the heart of the story, uh, it's a story about what happens when we take our eyes off our core values and how adversity, conflict, and hurt will always follow. Um, and so it's it's all it's not a true story in the sense that. Um, everything happened exactly the way that we wrote it, uh, mm-hmm. but it is a, a composite true story in that every coach in every situation is based on a real experience from uh, from a locker room in, in Texas. And so in that sense, it feels very real uh, because it's based on on all real things, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's it, it feels, you know, you, you mentioned that, you know, the the gist of it and it it it's a it's a true it's a true idea and it's a true thing like representation of what coaches are having to deal with and what players are having to deal with within locker rooms and things like that so i think beyond and and correct me if you think this is wrong but but beyond it being literally true daddy's on the phone real quick hold on a second uh, the, uh, but beyond it being literally true that's probably that's not the important thing what 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 it is is it's representative of what goes on in locker rooms and how locker rooms tend to handle um, crisis and, and tend to handle adversity and things like that absolutely that's it exactly and, and the important thing to note here is is that this isn't a political this isn't a political deal uh, we took we took great care to make sure that we poked everybody in the chest. Now, we didn't, we didn't poke anybody in the eye, but we did poke them in the chest, and we made sure every voice was heard because, as cliche as it is, like, united is not uniform. Mm-hmm. And so the goal is not that we would all be the exact same, look the same, think the same, act the same, because that's not what happens in a locker room. But in a locker room, like our diversity of thought and of experience is, is a strength. That What makes you you and me me is what makes us us. Mm-hmm. And so it's less about saying, hey, here's this right way. And it's more about saying, hey, here's what happens when, as a team, we remember our core values, the guiding, the guiding principles, the commitments that we made. And we, with humility and grace, we chase after that. But we don't let our pride and our ego uh, keep us from keeping our word, uh, but in but but by humility and grace that we would would keep our word and and that we would listen to one another uh, and that we would that we would value um, the experience of the other, but that we recognize that hey nobody's perfect and, and that making a mistake doesn't make you a mistake, uh, but we can't lower the standard just because you're the starting quarterback. Uh, that the standard is the standard, and so it's it's a book of, of reconciliation and, and like I said, it's it's one of those that. 
if you go into it as an honest reader, and it's a short story, um, easy to read. Uh, even UTEP could read it in less than an hour. And, and, it, and it, <laughs> tough, tough but fair. And, and as you, if you go into it, and what you'll see is that, hey, a locker room isn't just this smelly place where athletes are, that it can be in a large family or a small business. It can be between two friends, um, that it's any place that, that we make a commitment to one another to chase a common goal and by our core values to live that out. It's The Locker Room, How Great Teams Heal Hurt, Overcome Adversity, and Build Unity with co-author Stephen Mackey. Uh, you can find the book at thelockerroombook.com. Stephen Mackey at twowords.tv. He is a speaker. He is a character coach. He is a dad, as you can hear. Uh, <laughs> Stephen, appreciate your time, my brother. Uh, it's great to hear from you, as always. Congratulations on the book, uh, and uh, I'm sure we will be talking to you very soon. Thanks, man. Y'all keep up the great work. We'll see you at coaching school. See you soon. There he goes. Stephen Mackey, uh, author of The Locker Room. Uh, it's a lockerroombook.com. Good buddy of ours. Uh, excited for him and this next step that he's got in his career. Uh, and yeah, the, the official character, what do you say? It's the official character development. Uh, I don't know. It's, he's like the official like speaker of the THSEA, the way I think of it. It yeah, is the, the, designated keynote the speaker. official <laughs> character development curriculum. That's a fancy word of saying like when the THSCA needs somebody to go talk to teams, mm-hmm. they say call Stephen Mackey. Yep. That's it. So uh, always great to talk with him. Good buddy of ours and uh, and a valued listener. Yeah. Texas football today. And Poor I, guy. And and, uh, and, and yeah. It's, as he speaks good stuff for a living and then chooses to listen to us. Yeah. That's a choice. Sure, yeah, he's, like, <laughs> he's like, well, you know, you want to learn something every day. Let's numb my mind a I little bit. Do that. Let's, let's take a break from learning things for, for, for 15 minutes. Oh, the 2X thing is a, it's a power move. It is. That's he's key. He's blistering through Texas football mm-hmm. today. Anyway, uh, we appreciate Stephen Mackey taking some time. It's twowords.tv and the book is thelockerroombook.com. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle. America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. I got something in my eye. Um, that's my first Quite thought. Why final thought? But it hurts. Um, oh! Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, you do your thing first. Hi, no. Ah, I'm so excited. Okay, um, I was just going to say, don't forget that we're broadcasting the Hall of Fame banquet on yeah. this Saturday, um, presented by our good friends at Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. Tep, Ishmael, and Mallory will be bringing you live coverage before Craig Way kicks it off with the banquet itself. So tune into that, texanlive.com. It is for free. Um, now we go to Mr. Excited with... And so it's a 20... Put that back up. Just, 2022 uh, Texas High School Football uh, Hall of Fame induction ceremony presented by your friends at Texas Farm Bureau Insurance um, where you can watch, uh, again, 45-minute pregame show with myself, Ishmael Johnson, and Mallory Hartley, uh, bringing you, kind of leading you up to tossing over to Craig Way, where he is the master of ceremonies. You can watch uh, Dick Stafford, Ray Rhodes, Rodney Allison, who was our guest yesterday, mm-hmm. Shea Walker, Tony Brackens, Colt McCoy, John Parchman, Joey McGuire, Robert Wilcox, and Todd Dodge all be honored, plus Marlin High School with the Gordon Wood Award uh, there. It's a te- 2022 Texas High School Football Hall of Fame presented by uh, Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. Broadcast live for free, texanlive.com. Now, my exciting news. <laughs> you know this. Do I? You know what we got today? Mm, no. We got questionnaire number 1,000. Mm. 252. We did it! Folks, that's all of them! We did it! It's actually, I don't know if you guys know this, it's actually the first time 
in DCTF history mm-hmm. that we've ever gotten every UIL Texas high school football uh, questionnaire. Yeah, because like we've announced that we've gotten all the eleven man ones, but we haven't gotten both the eleven normally, man and six man. Normally, we only get one or two. It, there'll be like a couple, a handful of six man schools that we just can't track down. Uh, but a huge shout out to Mike over there at sixmanfootball.com mm-hmm. for helping to track it down, and to our buddy Coach Cherry Crawford yep. uh, of the Texas Six Man Coaches Association, and all those boys over there, the T- uh, Texas Six Man Coach Association, for helping get uh, rally the troops. But we got, and actually, all the six man ones were in before the eleven man. They were the last three or four were were eleven man mm-hmm. ones, uh, but we got all of them. Yeah. So, so now, thank you, coaches. Thank you, coaches. You did your job. I won't bother you again <laughs> for this particular thing <laughs> until, until next year, March one, twenty twenty-three. <laughs> so you're done. I won't send you those annoying emails anymore. Yes, that was very exciting. That is awesome. Yeah, we've been chasing down one. They had just made a coaching change. He had a very good excuse. Yes. He called me today and he's like, "I've done the best I can." I'm like, coach, I totally understand. Don't worry. So shout out, yeah, shout out all the coaches because yes. that's awesome. We really appreciate it. Anyway, there you go. Uh, it's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Also on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Stephen Mackey of twowords.tv and thelockerroombook.com for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please give me your player of the year trophy. Tomorrow, Greg Powers reviews the barbecue state championships. Woohoo! On Texas Football Today. 